Hey everyone, welcome to Agile World in Tea. Hey Jayashree. Hi Sonora, hello everyone. Hello, hello Jayashree, hi, hi Sonora. Uh, great, Namaskara, hey Gidira. Chana Gidira. Chana Gidira. Nive Gidira. Nive Gidira. ಗಣೇಶನ್ who is uh, an agile practitioner author public speaker uh, we have a guru uh, guru timapuram uh, who is also uh, uh, an agile coach uh, speaker uh, and also an author uh, we also have uh, kiran kashyap uh, who is an enthusiast in uh, devops and teaching uh, and he's definitely a change agent uh, in agile Uh, I think I'll hand it over to you, the three guests, to introduce yourself. Maybe we can start from Vivek. Please introduce yourself. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Jaisri and Sinora. Uh, so my name is Vivek and uh, I am originally from Tamil Nadu. Uh, I have been in um, you know, Hyderabad for uh, eight to nine years and then I moved to Bangalore. And uh, right now uh, I am working as a consultant in the technical agility space where you, know, you help uh, organizations and teams to get better in the technical aspect of the agile transformations. I do some process aspects also, but you know, technical is sort of my expertise, I would say. and apart from that uh, you know along with guru and kiran here uh, you know we have written one book also around uh, metrics for agile product teams uh, so on uh, right now i am also working on my own startup uh, called ampia and uh, we are trying to build a saas product which is still getting off the market we haven't made uh, money yet but yeah we are we have done a mvp and we are getting signups that's how it's going for me right now great uh, great to have you here vivek thank you uh, guru please introduce yourself sure thank you jayshree thank you sinora uh, first of all i'm glad to be part of this uh, you know uh, agile indi uh, podcast uh, i am shree hari guru prasad timapuram uh, i know it's a very long name to go by that's the side <laughs> effect of being born in andhra pradesh you know you will get long names Uh, right uh, i go by guru in chat guru timapuram mm, i'm an agile coach uh, with a um, you know uh, financial services uh, company reputed financial services company in europe um, i'm also an author as uh, vivek also said uh, we three of us uh, wrote a book called uh, matrix for agile product teams uh, which has been uh, you know uh, we wanted to share our experiences being in this agile industry for quite some time um and you know i am also a techni- technical enthusiast uh, i want to, I, i typically contribute uh, to uh, agile and uh, uh, you know technical uh, communities um, as much as i can and um, as you know enterprise agile coach i help organizations and teams and individuals to become better uh, and happier in the way they are uh, you know working together so that's pretty much about me thank you thank you so much yeah <laughs> thanks guru uh vivek kiran yeah, Sorry, kiran. <laughs> yeah no <worries. laughs> so yeah myself uh, kiran and uh, 
and i am currently serving as a scrum master for uh, lows and i am in this uh, agile world for the past 5 uh, 5 years and uh, yeah and i've co-authored a book along with uh, vivek and uh, guru and i've also uh, spoken at uh, international conferences like uh, xp and agile india and uh, regional scrum gathering and world of summit and have also um, like to write so i've written few blogs and uh, apart from this um, i love to play badminton so you can see me carrying my kit back around bangalore in the weekend so so that's all about me another interesting fact about vivek is he missed to mention so he learned kannada in like uh, just i think 3 <laughs> to 5 months he learned kannada wow. both reading and writing so wow, wow. <laughs> okay that's that's like the iq just got shoot yeah, up yeah, on your graph like that <laughs> yeah all of a sudden so, one day he started speaking to me in kannada so i was like shocked <laughs> reading <laughs> Okay. So what motivated you to do that? <laughs> no, uh, Kiran taught uh, a lot of Kannada that I speak today. <laughs> and okay. also, you know, uh, it's also about going to a new place and if we have to, you know, get new friends, yeah. it, it, it helps when you speak the local language. That's always there. Absolutely. 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 And, we cannot yeah. agree anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and also adding to this, I think um, uh, Vivek and Guru has been my mentors. So initially it was Vivek who was mentoring me since I entered this, the world of Agile. and uh, guru too has been um, helping me grow so yeah that's amazing. all amazing yeah so how can you, how can you guys came together like you know i'm i'm intrigued to know like all three of you how, how did you come together and decided to write a book like that um, <laughs> it's a it's a long story i can start <laughs> you know <laughs> that's okay right uh, so it all started when i was working with uh, uh, accenture uh, you know as an enterprise agile coach um accenture has acquired a solution iq at that time and vivek was part of that uh, acquisition and with, that's when we met together and we were mm-hmm. launching in, in accenture we were launching like uh, the innovation hub uh, during that time and we wanted to build those uh, agile pods uh, as a new thing to showcase to our customer base and uh, mm-hmm. uh, see how um, uh, you know agility brings value to the business right uh, that's when we met and uh, during that connect itself we connected uh, uh, you know uh, pretty well together and then we got an opportunity work together in, in uh, you know society uh, general uh, which is again uh, currently where we are working and that's how uh, you know our friendship blossomed and i got introduced to kiran uh, through uh, vivek and he has been very wonderful friend of mine now and we three share a very good common there and three it all started that way <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> great um i think um uh, i think let's talk about this book i think it's very interesting that how you three thought about this concept called metrics uh i think we all talk about agile and how it should be done the principles so on and so forth but i think it's very rarely spoken uh about which is the topic metrics for the product teams so what is the inspiration or what drove the three of you to kind of come up with this book uh, i think we would we would love to know about it um i th- i think the most honest answer was um we wanted to do something uh, since we all had uh, uh, since this uh, covid thing came uh, we had some time with us especially if you are in bangalore you know right every day you can save at least 2 to 3 hours if you are not traveling not traffic yeah and Absolutely. so so because of this we we all had some time with us uh, we thought why not 
make use of this and uh, we started listing down what things we could do whether we could do some blog or so we finally decided let's write a book and uh, then uh, what what about this book we just kept on thinking what we'll write we came up with a lot of topics and then we sort of thought okay this metrics this is the most uh, you know uh, probably politically also <laughs> you know it, it touches a lot of areas so we thought let us take uh, take this topic and uh, that's how we started uh, writing so i still remember that day when you know we started talking about the topics and uh, we started talking about okay what are our frustrations right when we go to our client place and when we are going to work for example uh, in our own workplaces what are our frustrations uh, about and uh, somehow we found that <laughs> metrics is one of the areas where you know it has the potential to you know make people feel like they are in some pressure cooker while actually getting nothing done right yeah. and uh, we wanted to change that and we had uh, uh, we we fortunately had exposure to some ideas because of you know we learning from other conferences and you know books and some other experiments of our own of our own uh, take on how you can basically handle metrics for if you are running a product team and we wanted to put that thought process into something that other people can use right and <laughs> that's how it started guru do you have anything to add Wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I still remember when it started, right? I mean, uh, it was on the 31st night of 2020, where we <laughs> gathered together to have the party. Yeah, like, like, like the <laughs> manifesto was written. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's where we started, like, what, what should we do differently for the next year, right? Uh, uh, so that's where it, uh, this thought triggered, like, why don't we write a book? right um, and what it could be like what 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 is the topic for writing our book that's when we thought like you know uh, based on our experiences we figured out like you know uh, there are a lot of uh, you know confusions around what are the right metrics for the agile product teams uh, that could help them to actually bring out their best so that's where we thought like you know and you know as the saying goes right what you measure is what you get Right. Uh, so typically that's how it is. So it's important for uh, individuals and teams and organizations to measure right things to get right results. So I thought like it, it will be interesting for uh, everybody uh, in the uh, agile industry, which can actually uh, help uh, both as individuals and organizations as well and teams as well. So that's how we started that thought. And, uh, you know, that's that's that triggered our, uh, you know, uh, and, writing of the yeah. book. And, I like and it how was Sinora, Sinora compared this with that uh, manifesto writing, right? Very similarly, <laughs> Agile manifesto was written when some frustrated yeah. engineers gathered right. together. Yes. Right? Similarly, yes. we are frustrated Agile practitioners. We gathered together <laughs> and then uh, a few years even and <laughs> exactly. we thought, okay, let's do this. No, definitely. And, and I think I, this is yeah. a very uh, integral topic to all of us, like all an agile practitioner out there, that we are all like we are doing work day by day. But if you don't see any pattern or any trend line or anything that's progressing us towards somewhere, a good or bad matrix, but somewhere where everyone can see where they're heading to, it's, it, it's, it's of no use for us to bring that right conversation on the table. In fact, I was just going over your book and I, I saw you started with difference between data and matrix. Like, you know, data is different and then matrix is what you derive out of data. We have all the data in the world, but are we getting the right matrix? And I was like, 
I was so uh, intrigued by that, like that thing that was written. It's like, wow, that's that's amazing. That's like bang on for me because we are all struggling with data to find that right metrics. So yeah. And and we also learned a lot while we wrote this book. So we we also started understanding yeah, there are so I'm many sure. things even we don't know. So then we had to do a lot of homework and then we had to rewrite, rewrite, and yeah. it was a very good experience. Uh, uh, yeah. In, in fact, I think. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I still remember uh, the conversations that we had in Chaios, uh, which is <laughs> Chai Shop, where we used to write. Uh, you typically heard of pair programming and mob programming right we kind yeah. of wrote the book through mob writing so we <laughs> gathered together and it, it was like heated conversations we used to uh, take a sip of tea and you know uh, start talking about what should go in what should not go in right and uh, that's how it all uh, started and then um, i still remember like um, you know we forget to drink tea during those heated conversations so tea would become cold but still we never felt that it was cold because the conversations were so hot <laughs> and and, 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 and it was mostly so that's also it, it looks like and, a and party was, to me already yeah yeah and it yeah. was mostly frustration from vivek so me and guru used to write lengthy lengthy sentences vivek used to come and shout guys i want this 10 lines make it one line i don't know what you do i want this in one line people will not have patience to read 10 lines so this was is always uh, you know so we all That's those amazing. things the, the way we yeah. work things like a lot of yeah, you were all pushing each other and yeah, yeah. finding that right right balance exactly. yeah absolutely wow uh, and i and i think there was something mentioned in the book which talks about uh, you know uh, right metrics and wrong metrics so i think right metrics is something probably which a lot of us know about and is talked about but it was very interesting to see that uh, you're also mentioning about the wrong metrics right so especially for the product product team so without giving away too much i know there's a lot of information out there which you would want uh, you know people to go through and read but without giving away too much if you can give us some examples of a wrong metrics sure actually most of the times at least when i am doing a agile transformation right and guru and kiran can also speak to that uh, most of the times when we talk, start with metrics most of them are wrong metrics for example any time you enter into an agile transformation or a team that claims to you know um, <clears throat> practice agility they start with a metric called velocity as a measure of effectiveness of the team and uh, there are a lot of blogs out in the universe right about why velocity is a bad metric blah 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 but you know how despite the number of blogs and despite the number of what do you say gnan that goes on and linkedin about this topic we still see on the ground that people are still sticking to velocity and there is another metric uh, which we spoke about say so they call it the say do ratio commitment versus completion ratio so these two seem to be a little weird for us uh, what we wanted to do was we wanted to create we basically categorized uh metrics on uh, different type topics for example forecasting what are the things that you can what are the metrics that you could measure in forecasting and what you should not measure so in that forecasting we basically put don't use velocity as a for uh, sorry don't use velocity as a effectiveness metric but use it as a forecasting tool not as a effectiveness right. metric that is one of the wrong explanations wrong examples that uh, that we did and also another thing uh, which was also a part of the earlier book which i wrote it's called blameless continuous integration is some teams used to measure how many times a build failed right and uh, they used to penalize developers for failing builds and all these things 
So we wanted to take a different stance, uh, which is basically a psychological safety stance and say, okay, instead of doing that, why don't you basically try to find out, uh, you know, the downtime and reduce the downtime for the build instead of, you know, trying to find out who broke the build and trying to break, uh, blame that person, right? These are two examples that, that directly comes to my mind. Uh, did I, do you have anything, Kiran or Guru? Uh, I think bad. another another yeah another thing we thought was I uh, know measuring uh, developers right uh, so so this is always a, a complex topic nobody has found out a right way how to measure a developer so but we still understood there are some wrong ways which can you know lead to uh, bad things like for example number of um, story points each developer completed so uh, in in teams what happens if if we are measuring a team based on each developer so we observed there is some resistance. Uh, from developers helping each other because if i if i help you today tomorrow you know i don't know whether i'll be uh, rewarded for that and and especially things like uh, you know pair programming where two developers have to sit together or it's a developer and a tester must sit together and accomplish a common goal so these are the things which can go against um, you know the the agile one team culture the the, the why this agile movement even started so th- these things this is another example we can think of and yeah and of course uh, velocity and uh, anything uh, anything you want to add to this yeah i think uh, overall uh, philosophy of this book is uh, to uh, you know uh, let people know that there are popular metrics that are being used in the industry now and how they could even though they are popular how they could impact the teams adversely and undesired effects can be seen there instead of those popular uh, metrics which could create undesired effects what they could use instead of that metric what they could use so that you can build the agile culture in the team and also get good results uh, and make uh, people also happy uh, while you measure uh, uh, their output or outcomes okay great uh... I think, yeah, I, I think somewhere it also merges about people versus processes where you're uh, kind of emphasizing on, you know, don't penalize someone or emphasize on the people rather than uh, yeah. the process. I think that comes out very, uh, very vividly. Um, what else? What are some of the, what are the, some of the sneak peek that you can give about the book uh, that you think would uh, help the product teams or agile coaches? Uh, what are some of those things? Actually, we have not written anything uh, significantly new uh, when compared to what is already available out in the internet, right? Most of the times, even when we wrote our uh, book, uh, the text of our book, right? We, you know, referred a lot of other blogs, books, and other things on the internet. So we have not created anything new of any sort, by the way, right? So one thing that uh, you may find uh, in a metrics book, which you may not uh, find in other places is this topic of code coverage being a bad thing, right? Generally, uh, when you talk about quality, uh, people say, okay, hey, you know what? We will try to measure code coverage and that will be our quality indicator. But uh, we have a very extensive discussion, in-depth discussion on why measuring code coverage is a very bad thing to do. And instead of code coverage, you could measure something called mutation testing, mutation coverage. Right. That is one topic which uh, I personally have not found anywhere else. And, uh, you know, we also had that thought process. All three of us unanimously agreed that, no, this is how it has to go into our book. Right. And uh, that's something that we could say as something new. Yeah. Not sure. And and another thing is um, even, even in metrics, we try to categorize into different stages. So there are some metrics which you should use while you're planning in your planning stage. 
and there are some metrics which you need to use in your execution and and there are some metrics you need to use uh, along with other metric for example you know you can use your velocity you know only as as forecasting uh, no, no, for example code coverage you use code coverage uh there are some disadvantages no problem but if you use it along with mutation testing you, you can get more benefit more so we have also told if you are using this use this one as well because there are some things um uh, and, and also they use only uh you know number of uh, features you developed but only number of features you developed may not give the whole picture you should also tell how many bugs you reported so like that we have uh, tried to bring in some um, metrics which complement each other and uh and that's another thing a uh, couple of things uh, which you can uh, specifically find in the book we just organized it well and uh, made sure we we removed all the other unnecessary metrics and then uh, we made it as light as possible so yeah yeah you, you, yeah. yeah you can read it in few hours if if, yeah. if you are and you can start uh, from anywhere you don't have to start anywhere. from the first also okay that is amazing because i think a book is really easy like for us as coaches to get into a book reading from start to end it gets really cumbersome at time and then you kind of lose it in the mid but if there's a book that 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 you can pick it up from anywhere you just go in you, you know what the topic you want to study about or just scroll around and just go into it and just study about it so which is which is a great thing about your book i mean i i totally loved it i was just scrolling through i was actually doing that i was scrolling through the topics based on what was uh, i intrigued about so yeah that's that's amazing thing to do yeah um i mean while i was reading about it i was also thinking that why do you think uh, organizations actually although they know that there are certain metrics which are not really effective why do they really easily get into the trap of following the same thing uh, why do you think that happens uh, one of the thing that we see that is most of the times when uh, you know uh, the smes agile coaches they went, they go to agile transformations they talk about what is not good for the teams but they won't uh, propose what is the alternative for that right uh, sometimes if you don't propose an alternative of how do you measure things people will uh, you know it was working for me even though it was not working they feel that you know it was uh, working for them quite some time and they don't want to change it so unless you propose what is alternative that could work well uh, instead of this uh, metric that you are measuring that way uh, you know they would start experimenting with those metrics right this book is wholly targeted about that kind of a uh, you know uh, message where we wanted to not just tell this is a bad metric but instead of that what you could use right uh, we suggest something instead of uh, uh, the popular metric that you are using if you can use this particular metric you could get benefits more so that's how uh, that's the one differential factor that you can see in this book and we have something called fact cards right uh, we have listed down something called fact cards in each uh, each and every chapter metric chapter right where you can see what is that metric what it should be used for and what it should not be used for right and instead of that metric what what else could be used so you can just get a glance of why you should use that particular metric and why should you should not use that particular metric instead of that what kind of other metric that you can use oh, interesting i have a point to offer here right uh, regarding the question of why organizations get into that mindset right <clears throat> um 
one one reason that i uh, see uh, when i go and uh, look at uh, the teams that i transform is that the transformation is not uh, in all the places it is in pockets for example it might be at a team level or maybe you know they will join some fight and teams and they say okay we'll create a tribe or a release train and we'll do transformation at that level or maybe just one department right uh, now what happens is that uh, when transformation or uh there is a, the leadership news about the transformation if it is not reaching other aspects of the organization particularly hr right what happens is that hr will come and ask okay tomorrow you have to measure one developer against each other what are you going to do about it that question has to be still answered by the managers even though we can go ahead and say okay in agile you know management has to be self management team management self organizing teams still that question is going to come right and uh, it is not a very easy topic and it is a topic that uh, our community also sort of does not give a specific response on that is one answer yeah. where people are still even after this book this problem is still going to be there right it's because it's not a easy problem to solve uh, one uh, one aspect is that the agile transformation is not happening in all places in the organization and it is very difficult to bring everything together uh, there have been organizations uh, particularly startups that have been a part of where you know uh, this comes from the leadership uh, for example it comes from the c suite saying okay we are going to do this particular thing then the way people measure things are also going to change based on that that is one thing another reason that i have seen is that uh, the transformations are managed as projects though we say agile transformation uh, we want to move teams to agile still these agile transformations in itself they are uh, they are managed as projects so there will be a project manager for an agile transformation and that project manager will need a start date and end date for the transformation of a program or a tribe and uh, that needs milestones and it also runs as a project it's it's it's, it's a <laughs> irony right now because of this what happens people are forced to give an end date for a transformation and outcomes for a transformation before you even start and that is a big thing right then what happens you get into checkbox transformations just because of that people do the just right minimum things where you check the boxes okay are they doing stand ups check are they doing retrospectives check do they have a person called a scrum master check okay yes this team is agile now and then we can go on instead of going deeper into the problems that they see, that they see and say okay fine uh, the, some of the aspects that we are talking about right code coverage versus mutation coverage this problem comes only when you go deeper and touch the developer who is actually doing the projects most of our agile transformations do not touch the developer at all it touches the developer in a very negative way where you put more pressure on him by doing daily standups rather than actually making his job a little easier by you know adding focus and the technical disciplines that come that does not happen these are the two reasons why still people uh, partly because of ignorance and partly because of you know peer pressure sometimes partly because of politics uh, people still sometimes stick to the old and it does not just need convincing the leaders it needs uh, some action uh, from you know experimentation from the ground up in order to change uh, that's that's my personal opinion at least yeah i think that's a great topic that you touched vivek and i think it's the low hanging fruits that gets like you know the most uh, agile transformation push as say that they are asked to do versus the c suite in the bigger organization where they're sitting and they're still looking for those digits the numbers the the matrix that that can help like it's it's good to have matrix to help them make decision but that transparency of internal team matrix do we need to really show it to them i don't think so like the the psychological safety towards all these matrix like when the team comes in and if you if there's something that's not going by the expected trend line 
the team starts to panic like okay this this can impact my promotion maybe or you know yeah. my next steps in my career or something of that sort so to bring that psychological safety is also very important and that's why these metrics have to be specific i think to 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 those particular levels like to the stakeholder only these metrics should be going and not the internal team metrics or to the external teams as well like you know uh, what is the kind of exposure we want to give to other teams so yeah it's it's it's, it's great topic that you touched Yeah, since, so, since you like you said, about right? The, uh, by you just using the yeah. word transparency, uh, people are forced to give their metrics to everybody else, and uh, that creates a very negative dynamic among people. You answer rightly, sir. Yes, Kiran. Sorry, I, I yeah. No, no. I, I, and she was also mentioning about the metrics which leaders get, right? Leaders, product owners. We have also tried to mention that there are some metrics which leaders can share back to the developers. Mm. Like the impact they did, they can show the numbers. See, this is what you made us, guys. This is the money yeah. you are. Yeah. And exactly. and this is the impact you are, you know, helping people. So there are some some features which developers do, and and especially if you are in a bank, you can make your bankers go home early, an hour early, because your app did it. If you can, if we can show these kind of metrics, some human aspects, because of this, he went to, you know, he was able to spend more time with his kids. Or if these kind of metrics, if leadership can show to the developers. or even show it in a big tv every every week this is what you did and that will also bring back that is also another metric we have discussed about uh, yeah yeah that would be so uplifting and so empowering to the teams to look at like they are really making some difference out there in the uh, in the work that they do because they don't get that kind of transparency they just ask to build 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 do yeah. those coding yeah. do those checking and they are like lost out there yeah it's a brilliant brilliant thing Yeah, I also wanted to add there. Uh, I think Vivek was mentioning about uh, how the HR expects certain things, and I think that's why it's even more important to have the child transformation not just in projects or teams. It should also happen across all functions. Even HR should know what. uh agile teams are how do they function so keeping the kpis in in line with uh the the agile principles i think that's very very important and i think that will kind of give a an a holistic view of what the metrics should be across organization and how it should be measured uh, i think great yeah. great in, insights into uh metrics not just for the product uh, teams but also how we can scale it to the rest of the organizations great um uh i think uh, a, apart from uh, the metrics for the for the product teams uh, what do you think uh, could be the challenge if uh, if we continue like uh, if we continue following what we are doing uh, and do not change what do you see the potential challenges could be in the next 5 or 6 years very hypothetical yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think what why i thought that question is like it, it's been almost two decades that we are having a child here right and and a lot of things have changed uh, the way we work but a lot of things hasn't uh, but we're still continuing we're still moving forward um, do you think metrics is is uh, a, a pivot in itself where it can change Uh, the way agile transformations are for organizations or do you think that it's okay it can move ahead the way it is uh, maybe i can start with some of my thoughts right uh, uh, you know measures and metrics typically has impact on uh, people behavior right uh, so 
if you are agile is all about cultural shift and mind shift if you don't change how you measure and what you measure and still you expect people to change in a different way of working it doesn't happen that way right so until unless what you measure also has to change if you want to bring about a cultural change uh, you were what you are measuring is also has to change that that's how you can actually impact the behavior of the people and behavior automatically build those habits and then that will become uh, eventually a culture in the organization that's how i see it yeah and i think that's 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 great thing to say guru because normally organizations say let's go agile from tomorrow like they got a funding of agile projects and they just go agile there the contracts that we do with agile uh, are not really agile contracts right they are waterfall probably with the waterfall sows waterfall contracts and then the teams are asked to do agile and that's why like we were earlier mentioned there are milestones there are yeah. you know start and end dates in the transformation and that's where it's like you're not consulting the people who are supposed to go into the transformation but you are looking at the numbers the contracts the the things that that may not even be the essence of how we want to start agile and i think the matrix is something i, I think when we start the project or when we start this uh, whole portfolio program anywhere the way we start with the matrix there and the way in the mid we approach certain other matrix include other matrix and then towards maybe a year down the line we includes for the more matrix and the matrix is started it are no more relevant because i've seen at portfolio level sometimes the the leaders are showing velocity of the team which is so irrelevant to me i'm like why are you even sharing the velocity of the team in, in a leaders connect like you know it's it's not needed why why that kind of exposure of it's like you're exposing the team to next level which is not needed and that creates a pressure so yeah definitely uh one one thing that i can think of uh to the question which jc asked about what bad will happen if people do not uh sort of change into the you know good metrics from bad metrics what bad will happen in the maybe next 5 years or something right uh one uh possible thing that can happen is that um it it, it is going to create a lot of lot of wastage for the organizations uh let me take a very specific example right let us say people are still measuring code coverage and they are not going into mutation coverage now what is going to happen because of that is you are going to uh, force developers to write tests and they will write very bad tests and but the reports will all show green and when will you come to know about the problem only when you deploy in production or when somebody there is there is a uat state in some organizations uh, or at, at the last possible moment instead of the day one when people write when that something is going wrong now when that time happens what do you do you waste time and money to first find out what went wrong that is a waste of time and money and then you fix the problem that is again a waste of time and money again you retest the solution that's again a waste of time and money and then you deploy and since you are always measuring code coverage till now also you have not changed now what is going to happen that is also going to cause something else as an error right now what you are doing is you are unnecessarily wasting a lot of time and money uh, just because uh, you know you do not have a good metric and that is a basically a waste of human potential and waste of lot of money uh, that every company has the, using that money they could actually do a lot of things because all the time and money you are you are wasting in debugging and pushing things to prod again developing and testing again is actually a waste that you could have prevented them when you do in the first time just by uh, installing something called mutation testing in your organization so economic waste that is one thing very clearly second thing your developers the people who are on ground are going to 
uh, feel bad about themselves first because they will think okay anyway my 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 code is always breaking in production so i am a bad developer and that morale is a very bad thing second thing they are going to say okay fine uh, my saturday and sundays i cannot plan anything because i don't know when something in prod will break and i will be getting a call and i have to get into a job call and uh, that's going to cause a lot of stress even in in, in a domestic environment is going to cause a lot of stress right you plan a weekend of a movie evening and then you get a call you cannot go to a movie that creates a lot of stress in the personal life of an employee that is another thing <clears throat> all these things can be avoided if you just move from you know code coverage to <laughs> mutation coverage it's as simple as that and, uh, and you cannot even put a price on whatever things we are talking about right now morale of an employee uh, self confidence of all the employees and whether the employee is going to leave your organization because he thinks the work is too pressureful all we see is that you are not giving enough safety nets for the developers to you know just enjoy their weekends and the nights without overworking themselves that is another thing so waste of human potential attrition from developers that's another thing that can happen when <laughs> things are not taken in the right way these are the two major things that i can think of apart from the huge waste of money <laughs> yeah yeah just adding to what vivek is telling and we earlier at least the you know the deployment used to happen once in two months three months now because of this agile uh, because they want to do deployment more often and now developers have to feel the same pressure every week or every two weeks so that that repeatedly that keeps happening at least they they had to worry about deployment only once in two months before now they have to worry about it every week and every two weeks and now the measuring the right things is even more important in agile world so then and and yeah i think just adding to what yes, if you are deploying maybe once in every week then if you are not given that safety net to find the problems earlier then every week you will go through that same stress cycle right so it's easy to just people say okay install, uh, install jenkins and we will do deployment once in a week uh, so people can show off that their teams went into continuous delivery but without proper quality practices without proper quality metrics if you just shift only the jenkins pipelines then you are in for a bad developer experience <laughs> which is very important today yeah absolutely, absolutely. it's like you have to understand the science behind all that's happening in a team to to be able to have more efficient output so yeah i think i think this sounds like one interesting book and i think i'm going to spend my sunday reading this for sure and uh, it's it's great having you all here one last question i want to ask before we we wrap it up what is your favorite chapters from the book each one of you individually what is what is that your favorite topic that you love writing about or your favorite topic from the book I so suspect we'll all of us are going to talk about the one or I'm two just, same things. I'm just reading it to see what <laughs> what is my favorite. Just <laughs> for me, it is a mutation. I think everything. Okay. Yeah. For okay. me, it is a code coverage versus mutation testing, and why velocity is a bad thing. These two things I enjoyed writing because we all had a lot of fun arguing it, arguing among ourselves when we wrote that. That's my favorite part. <laughs> so you have memories too with that topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. and anyone else um, i would say you, yeah, go ahead yeah, yeah go ahead <laughs> so even for me i think it's it's a conflict so most what i like about the book is uh, what we wrote is about the bad metrics which is generally used so so that's what i mean all the metrics which we told which can happen actually uh, reduce the morale like like velocity and uh, um, uh, other other like uh, code coverage and 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 the most if you ask me one thing which is is good is i think it's lead time so i think it's the one metric uh, can uh, you know sort of 
tell everything about your team and improve a lot of things so i think if if you ask me one thing it's it's it's, it's just lead time yeah great right. guru yeah i would also agree with uh, vivek and uh, kiran and you know mutation testing uh, in and then um, you know uh, velocity uh, lead time and if you ask me i would say everything right in the book because <laughs> it's all written by us and there is a lot of deliberation went in if you ask a parent uh, you know which child you like most it's very difficult to tell that right so so uh, many children you have <laughs> guru is giving a very politically correct answer you have to give one <laughs> no i i totally appreciate you guys and thank you all for coming over i'm sure the listeners going to love your book and yeah uh, let's let's stay connected so thank you all thank thank you so thank much you thank you much. kiran and thank you so it's much been a pleasure the, yeah. pleasure to have you all finally on the show uh, it was great chatting with you thank you so much Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Have a nice day. Because of I your questions, uh, I happened yeah. to think a little bit, and some of my thoughts got clarified also. So thanks to you for that. <laughs> <laughs> It's two way. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. We are learning. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.